Welcome to the Shift Your Paradigm podcast, where we embark on a journey of self-discovery and transformation. I'm your host, Jackie Bonjavani, a yoga instructor, meditation teacher, and wellness coach. Get ready to unlock new levels of awareness, gain profound insights, and shift your paradigm to create the life you've always dreamed of. Let's dive in. In this episode, I sat down with Marcy Barron, a homeward bound guide and energy alchemist. And Marcy just imparts her wisdom of all the things, her own awakening, talks about spiritual bypassing, how we move through big emotions, how this healing journey is a journey. There's no end. (laughs) Um, And I just, I've worked with Marcy one-on-one. I've gone to her retreats. She is the ultimate space holder. And I think you're going to really enjoy this episode. Hi, Marcy. Welcome to the Shift Your Paradigm podcast. Hi, I'm so happy to be here, Jackie. Oh, thank you for saying yes. Seriously, I am so excited for this conversation. Me too. I really am just loving watching you in your next version of your highest self, and I'm excited for this conversation. Hmm. Um, I have no questions prepared, but in my brain, I just have a million because I love you and I want to know everything. Um, So kind of jumping right in, I'm so curious right now. So you're a homeward bound guide, an energy alchemist. Mm -hmm. I've had the privilege of your work, experiencing your work firsthand. And I'm just really curious, Marcy, like, where did you get started? I love that question. Um, It was through my own pain and the need for healing that I got started. I was in talk therapy for 20 years and it really did nothing except just go around and around and around. Um, You know, if it helps people, I'm really happy it does. But for me personally, it didn't really bring any about any change that was deep or lasting. I could tell you the reasons why I was messed up, but it didn't really change anything. So I went to a reading and the reason why I was in so much emotional pain primarily was I had lost a child. My first baby was born at 25 weeks and he lived for eight weeks in the NICU and then passed away. And it brought up just so much pain and grief that I had been trying to deal with from my childhood, my parents' divorce, but this was like right in my face and ultimately led to my own divorce. And I had then had two more children after my son Benjamin was born and then passed. And I went to a reading and the woman told me his, he was here. She's like, there's a boy here, your boy, bah, bah, bah. And I'm like, Benjamin. And I burst into tears. Mm. And what she told me was he advanced his soul by deciding to pass away. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) We have that choice or this even little baby had that choice. And, and she said, you hold so much grief and guilt because he had to be delivered because I developed preeclampsia. And so I just, she's like, he wants you to know 
that he's watching you and he she told me things that like no way she would know and i just felt my heart in that moment close and this healing this deep healing just came in of this knowing and then at the end of the call she said well actually at that point it was in person everything's like now a call yeah. <laughs> but in, at the end of the session she said and you should go work with this woman and the woman was an energy healer and it wasn't until six months later that I returned um, from a trip to from Jerusalem from Israel that I was just so shaky, like my crown literally blew open there. And I was like, okay, it's time for me to go work with this woman. And I worked with her every week for two years straight. Wow. Because the healing that happened, the acceleration of feeling better in body, mind, and spirit was palpable. I had never felt anything like that. And through that did my curiosity to like, oh, I'm just curious. It wasn't even like, I'm going to do this. It was like, wow, I'm just curious. And I started taking trainings with her. And then I was like, this I've been doing this for lifetimes. Like everything came flooding back to me that this is my path. This has always been my path. This is what I'm here to do. Wow. Wow. So incredible and resilient of you. And I know um, just from our connection and being on one of your retreats, like Benjamin is with you all the time. So yeah, yeah, I am sorry for your loss. And I know that he is likely with us right now in some way, shape or form. He is always with me, Jackie. And what I've come to realize, I had this huge epiphany this past spring. I had another wave of huge grief move through me because it's always layers, right? And what I realized is he has always been my guide. Mm. And him just coming in needed me to just really connect with him in a deeper way and that he was never, ever meant to really be here, but just meant to be like, hi, mom, like, I'm here, connect with me and work with me. And he does. He is just always showing signs and he works with me in every single way that I work. And I mean that with clients, I mean that as a mother, like he's supporting me as a mom and with his brother and his sister and as a woman and in all the ways he's just leading me and communicating with me. And I now communicate with him in a very unique way. And you know, from that, it's like, he's just always showing up and always saying hi. And it's this beautiful, buoyant light being that um, through my greatest pain and grief showed the most incredible gifts and path and love that I think all of us have access to uh, if we are paying attention. Hmm. I want to pause for a moment because you've said a few times, like you have these bouts where you move through these like big moments of grief. 
And I feel very much so sometimes in this world, just for anyone listening, it's so easy to kind of, oh, I'm healed. Oh, I'm healed. Oh, I thought I healed this. I thought I healed this. Why am I moving through this again? So can you just elaborate a bit more on that, on that personally, but also that experience of moving through that grief and, and treating it as if it's the first time ever each time, or if that's what you do? Yes, that's a great question because I think everybody has this idea that they're going to get somewhere like, oh, I'm here or when am I going to get there? And if I get there, then everything is going to be okay. And the truth is, is life is not a destination. It's not like we ride on a train and then we get off the train and we're there. Life is the ride. Life is the train. And if people, and I hear that so much too, it's like, oh, I thought I was over that. And the truth is we're always revealing next layers of our healing. And there isn't anybody who isn't. And if they say they aren't, I, you know, I don't believe them because the truth is we all have emotions and emotions literally means energy in motion. They are feelings. They are meant to be felt. And because so many people have never had the capacity to hold space for those uncomfortable emotions, you know, there are People say empowering emotions and ones that feel more uncomfortable, but those are the more sensitive ones. And because people have not been able to hold space for those uncomfortable emotions, we've repressed them. But if people give themselves permission to feel them, let them come up, they move So whenever there's a big feeling, a big emotion, something that wants to be expressed, I encourage everyone to really dive deep into that because that's where the liberation is. Our bodies are so intelligent. If we give ourselves permission to cry, then those hormones at the end let us feel better. Our anger is often feared, but anger is the only emotion that can um, produce a change, you know, and again, people are just, I mean, obviously outright rage and, you know, fury and all of that, but like your typical person, like if you're feeling angry, it's a sign that you're getting something you don't want or not getting something you do want and that's okay. And then you get to use your voice, right? So I say the issues are in the tissues, And if you're not expressing, you're repressing. And when you repress, that's when dis-ease happens. So that's when physical things can manifest because you're not. So I let my grief come up. I let my joy come up. I let my, you know, frustration be expressed. I let it all be here because I am a human being. And that's part of the human experience. And I could never, ever imagine, you know, that I am not going to have that experience, you know, and it, and it's okay. And I think if I give myself permission for that, I give everyone else permission to do the same. Yeah. I was going to mention, especially someone who supports people through these emotions and I heard you say multiple times, but joy is our birthright. And sometimes that can get distorted into you always have to feel good all the time, like love and light everywhere. And what I really hear you saying is that 
that yes, love and light and that like darker, full blown emotion. It's, it's the full spectrum. (laughs) 100%. There is a big thing of spiritual bypassing that I just am not a fan of. Not everything is love and light. We have to go deep into the shadow. We have to go deep into our most uncomfortable pain and the things that we feel ashamed of to then come into the light. And, you know, there is power to positive thinking, but you cannot bypass the emotions that want to come up. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it just can't, it just can't be done. And it's, it's, you know, it's one thing to live in story and one thing to live in victimhood. And one thing people are very attached to their stories and victimhood because it serves a purpose. But there is no service to just being love and light and ignoring our um, emotions. It just, it's not what we're here for. Mm. And with that, Marcy, is there something that has really supported you in moving through those bigger emotions? Because I do feel there are times where sometimes the emotion is really, really overwhelming and it's one thing to like intelligently know what to do, but then when you're actually experiencing it, um, it can you, that knowing can kind of go completely away, and you're just trying to repress the emotion that's coming through because you just want to feel better. So, is there something you've used, or yeah, yeah, totally. So let it rise up. Just be in the experience of it. If it becomes and you're like, oh shit, here it comes. It's like the ocean, right? It's like, you know, we're, we're, we're beach girls. We love the water, right? So it's like the wave. You can't fight the wave. Sometimes you have to go in the tumble of it. So you have to let it take you and know that you're held in safety as you do. What I do is practice breathing, you know, like in through the nose and out through the mouth. Yeah, like that then will calm the nervous system. I also do butterfly tapping, which for anyone listening, it's like you take your right hand on your left shoulder and your left hand on your right shoulder, and then ever so gently alternate right, left, right, left. That brings a calming response to the nervous system, you know, and Whatever wants to come up, just let it be expressed. Instead of saying, I'm sad and identifying with the I am as sad, just say, sadness is here. Mm. You know, like acknowledging that it's here and whatever wants to come up. And then, you know, I would just say breathing, butterfly tapping and acknowledgement, and then just see what comes up. And then your body will automatically know what it needs to do. If it's fear, um, you know how animals shake in, you know, they shake when they're afraid. So maybe, you know, you're shaking. Um, If you're angry, maybe you're, you know, there's value to stomping and punching a pillow and ripping up paper, like let it move. Um, sadness. I've always cried. Like for me, I, I, I cry all the time and that's who I am and that's what I do. And that's a part of my gift is my sensitivity, but 
I had to give myself that because I was raised in a house where the masculine was like, what are you crying for? You're so sensitive. Stop crying. And so I had to give that to myself, like just give myself permission, like, okay. And know that if you give yourself that permission to feel your feelings, that the energy is in motion, it's going to pass. It's worse. It's like shoving shit down a toilet. Eventually it's going to explode. Right. <laughs> that's a good, it's <laughs> a good analogy. Um, yeah. <laughs> thank you for sharing all of those. I really, um, I know they've, they've helped shift things for me. So I appreciate you sharing that with our listeners today. And I did, I love how you kind of gave these examples of emotions and something you can do, um, which is reminding me, I feel when I called you for our first session, and I forget how the conversation went, but I essentially was like, I have, I've battled clinical depression my entire life. And you had mentioned, and correct me here because I don't fully remember, but that that is anger turns inward on myself and it's stored in my belly. Yeah. Very often. Um, so depression is a group of emotions. Depression itself isn't a pure emotion, but it's a group of sadness and anger turned inward. And because as children, our need to stay safe and loved and have our needs met is I would bet there was a part of you that at first was angry and furious at what was happening and you couldn't be angry at your caretaker. So that anger then goes inward. It must be me. There must be, it must be something about me because, you know, from zero to seven, we're egocentric, right? We think everything's about us because it's too unsafe to make something about our caretakers because then we wouldn't be safe. So that anger gets turned inward. And when, and what I say is typically underneath anger sits sadness and underneath sadness is anger. Like it's, you know, um, both, both end, but yeah, that's typically what depression is. It's anger turned inward because we can't express our anger outward. And we see that when people are parenting their children, like, don't be mad, you know, like, stop it, you know, the tantrums and the whole thing. And there's this whole need for conformity because it's too uncomfortable or inconvenient for children to express how they feel. What I used to say to my son is when you're finished and all of your anger is out and you feel complete, come back and I'll be here and we can chat. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely a different, we're growing up in a very different society than I grew up and I feel like you grew up in kind of years before that. Like it's totally the, the masculine push of bottling the emotions has gone yeah. down and it's very feel the feelings or I see hear you, feel you, I, what's going on, and I'll let you move through this, and I'm here. And to be able to, like, the children growing up today with that knowledge, yeah, I can't even imagine <laughs> what they're going to do. Yeah. Well, there's consciousness here now. And if you are 
a an adult who's able to hold space unconditional space for the children in your lives. I mean, my kids say that to me all the time. My kids tell me everything. They're 17 and 20 and there isn't anything that they can't tell me. And I'm their safe space. You know, inside I'm like, oh shit. Like uh, outside I'm like, okay, honey, (laughs) thank you for telling me. And you know, how can I support you? That's the most loving question you can say to anybody. How can I support you? And then I get to decide if I'm able to support them in that way. Maybe they just need, you know, someone to listen. Maybe they need action. Um, And whatever they say, I can then, it works with children. It works with friends, partners. How can I support you in my world is the most loving thing you can say. Because it's like, oh, you know, maybe it isn't anything. You know, some people just want to vent. Some people want the support and help. And you're not, you're not going, you know, it's interesting when people talk, they're always trying to just respond about themselves and what their experience is and what would make them comfortable for them to do. Well, you know, if I were you, no, you're not me. (laughs) So the, how can I support you is gives the person the space to say, okay, you know, what do I need? It really diffuses it one, because how can I support you is just such a loving question. And then two, to your point, I feel there are people in our lives who feel like they know what's best for us in that moment. And I feel this was pun intended here, but a big paradigm shift for me is I don't know what's best for that person. That person knows what's best for them. So to be able to have that talk and I've had friends who like, I'll be talking and they'll start coaching me and I'll be like, I don't need to be coached right now. They'd be like, sorry, okay, what do you need? And it's just such a different dialogue and such a different level of support. Yeah. And I love that you're able to articulate that you know, like your boundary, like, Hey, that's not what I need, you know? And I think it's very true of women very often, you know, the masculine and feminine feminine, just, we could say talk and we needed to just be heard. And for the masculine and women very often can just hold that space. And then sometimes men, it's like, okay, I want to fix it. I want to do that's their nature. And so they want to go into action and, you know, it's, um, it's something that again, needs to be articulated. You know what? Like if I could just have a safe space to vent what's happening and you listen and, you know, like get that clear on the get go, because again, it's, um, everyone wants to inject or project (laughs) what they would do. And you're right. I'm not you. I, that's not anything I would ever do. You know what, how can I support you in this moment? Yeah. And I I will say I'm guilty of being young and thinking I know everything and I know what's best for you. I can do this. You should do this. Like the relationship advice I used to, I, I do my best to not give any type of advice anymore (laughs) and ask the questions. And I mean, that serves me also in my profession as a coach, but um, yeah, 
there was there was a little naive ego driven Jackie that was like, I will tell you how to live your life. You let me. <laughs> yeah. And again, and now you realize that the questions when everyone then finally sees it, you can't unsee it. Right. The questions can become, you know, well, how does that make you feel? You know, what, 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 you know, what is it that you're thinking and feeling now? I just did it with my daughter last night as something is becoming aware in her consciousness that I've seen for a long time. And I would just point it out, you know, like, oh, you know, I just want you to notice. And she would. And then, you know, and now she's like, I don't like that. And I go, okay. So how can, so let's talk about that, you know, and, and eventually we know everybody has to come to that place on their own. Everybody has to come to the place of, I'm tired of what the, you know, of what's happening. And that's when they're ready to reach out for support with coaches, with healers, with whomever they're um, ready to hold, who can hold space for their highest transformation. Mm. There's two things here. One is a reflection. The other, I I do want to move into something because it's kind of a great segue, but I want to highlight what you're saying too about also asking for what you need. I feel a lot of my life, I've always expected people to do something or do, and then I was always let down, but it was that like feedback loop I was living in of, oh, let me see who else can let me down. Who else can let me down? And what I heard you saying earlier is being able to express what you need is not that these people don't care about you or they just don't know. So to be able to say, to well, one, know what you need, but then express it right, will completely alter the trajectory of your life. Just that alone. One million percent. Women (laughs) in particularly, everyone has, I mean, there's a million reasons why thyroids are off, you know, the charts imbalanced. But one of them is like women just would rather be loved than be heard. And you know, case in point, what I said to my daughter is just keep communicating, keep talking, keep saying what you need. And then it just gets clearer, clearer and women just don't. So yeah, if encourage everyone in to find their voice and that's very much the lesson of many, many women in the world is like, you know, what do I feel? What do I need? What do I want? Because they go into that role of people pleasers codependence. If they're okay, I'm okay. And then you're left holding the bag, like I'm not okay, you know, and then that anger comes up. And underneath that anger is the sadness that I not heard. Mm. So yeah, that's a great reflection. Yeah, I have a, a lot in the throat chakra and starting a podcast is I am dealing with my own demons about my voice being heard and my thoughts and it's a growth opportunity that's been. Yeah. And that's it is you're taking this proactive way is like, it's safe for me to speak my truth. And I love that for you. Mm, Thank you. This is actually a perfect segue into some of the women's retreats that you run, because those are, I mean, 
you, not not wild, right? There's no coincidences. You appeared in my life at the most divine time. And I had the pleasure of attending one of your beautiful retreats. And the magic in the space that you held in such a short weekend and the connections and the bonds that I created that weekend, I have never experienced anything like it. So thank you. (laughs) Um, Thank you. But yeah, I'd love to just talk a little bit more about that. And is, is that in the plans for next year? And yeah. Yeah. So, um, after COVID, I, um, I was like, I need in person, in person, in person. And I hosted, I think like five, nine retreats in a matter of two years. Yeah. It was a lot. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot to hold. Like just the container alone. Yeah. And it wasn't just in the Northeast, but we went, I went to Sedona twice. I went to the Dominican Republic, like, you know, all over the place. Um, And I love them because there is nothing like in person. And like you said, that is a really, I own that gift, creating an incredible, impeccable space for healing. Um, so I thank you for receiving that and reflecting that back to me because it is a gift. Um, and one I take seriously because it is, it's a cultivation of really having it be, I mean, and ours was a weekend, a Friday to a Sunday, a really, you know, I've done five days, seven days, you know, a whole thing. Ours was very accelerated. Um, but what I will say is, while I don't have any retreats planned, um, what I do know is I'm able to translate that into my individual sessions and what I'm able to cultivate in a group offering that I'm going to be doing online. Because what I've realized in the world now is there was like a quietness when the retreats came, like, you know, it was like, we got out of that and everyone was like, and now we're in a different energy. And if anyone is attuned to the energy right now, like I do first class luxurious, you know, everything (laughs) was top of the line in what we experience in that beautiful home. And everything has just, the pricing has just gone out of the roof. Like it really, really has, Mm. you know, for, you know, like I had this guy chef there. I had, you know, (laughs) all the things, right. Every, nothing was left to anything. So the pricing of what I want to offer and what is, um, available in the world, it's just become really, extraordinarily extraordinarily expensive. Mm -hmm. So I am never going to dim my vision of what I want to offer. And so I kind of took a step back and I'm just, I'm in this rebrand and focusing like what I want to do and how I want to impact. And it seems that this next step is diving deep with women um, in containers 
Um, I actually am finishing my first coaching certification myself, which all of my modalities have been um, energy healing, but this one actually goes through a modality through the mind. And, um, you know, cause I like to have multi, you know, mind, body, spirit, and I do go in through the mind like I do, but this kind of helped me shine that, that strength of myself. And again, offering something on a group online, because I have people that listen and follow all over the world. And they're like, we can't make it to, you know, that one week in yeah, the, the Dominican. Week, right. <laughs> right. And that's the thing. You know, it's like, oh, that week doesn't work and I'm going to go on the next one. And I'm like, you know what? I get that. And you know the perfect ingredients of who comes and who shows up and how we had that huge transformation. And I can do that anywhere. Mm. That's the gift. I am a space holder that through my intuition, through my gifts, through all of the modalities. And it's not ego. It's just, I am led, as you know, of what's right to be of service of the individual or the groups. And it doesn't matter where it is. So, you know, thank you for that reflection. But yeah, I mean, they are my favorite things. Um, And they're so transformative. And I hold it in my heart. And I was like, when's your next retreat, Mars? And I'm like, I'm waiting. Yeah. You know, there's just two, there's just a lot of noise out there right now. And I know it's going to pass because ultimately all of this is inviting us to come into our full embodiment of sovereignty, of power, of agency, to be fully human and fully divine while being human beings. Mm. That's so beautiful to hear because I feel your work is so incredible. And although I am someone who loves to be in person, even for me, it's a bit of a drive and there's traffic and things of that nature. So it, it's, I love to see that you can expand your reach and it's still the same level of impact, even if it's not this intense weekend for a week somewhere um, yeah, that's, and I, I love too how you're allowing yourself to evolve and change and, um, right. I can't even imagine. I, I think, <laughs> I mean, I'm very curious about that evolution of what was the first modality energy healing. And I know through our session, it was so complex. It wasn't just Reiki per se. Oh, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, I, I think if anybody thinks that they aren't going to change, uh, they are, <laughs> you know, highly mistaken. Uh, you know, one the change is the only thing we can count on. I've been working as a healer, I mean, in many lifetimes. This is not my first go around. I know that this is who and part of, you know, what I, who I am. Um, And being nine years in this work ahead of the curve of many people that got very loud. Um, Reiki wasn't my first one. In fact, IET was, which is integrated energy therapy, which is a subtle energy, you know, modality, but it's primarily through the angelic realm. Mm. And that's 
my first modality, I ended up getting Reiki attuned. I past life regression therapy, something called the body code, which is works with the subconscious mind and muscle testing, um, singing bowls, tuning forks. Um, I have a drum that plays me. I don't even play the drum. The <laughs> drum plays me something, something comes channeled through the drum. Um, what I mean, I've down. I have downloaded my own healing modalities that I use, particularly in soul retrieval, where um, soul fragments, pieces of our energy breaks off and it's frozen in time. Um, and now I am learning from a psychology professor, a former psychology professor, this healing modality um, that works to bring full integration around any charge that we have, because that's where we get out of alignment, right? If something has a charge and we get triggered, if we're in divine neutrality, if we're in zero point, then, you know, nobody's fighting on the internet, (laughs) (laughs) right? So that's what um, I make sure that I am and have been all of these tools in my tool, but you know, I, I've taken EFT training, like all the trainings, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I use them intuitively to say what's coming up for you. And here's the bottom line, Jackie. It's the same with everybody. It doesn't matter if it shows up in a relationship, your business, your purpose, your body. There's some split that we have from the essence of our divine selves. The truth of who we are. And it very often happens in childhood. So some well-meaning adult, you know, something happens and there's the split. And the energy fragments, there's a piece of our energy still frozen in that time and space in low self-esteem, in shame, in guilt, in, you know, what abandonment. And we then create a belief about ourselves around that event. And then that becomes the story in which we tell ourselves. And then we start to collect the evidence to reinforce that story. And everything is then viewed through that skewed lens. So my, what I do is I go to that place where that split happened and the, everyone knows where that split is. Everyone has it. Everyone knows. So, you know, we all have that memory and, 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 and again, it depends what lens you're looking through, right? Is it in the lens? But most of the time it's exact, it's the same, you know, but again, it, it could be subtle. It could be the money story. It could be how you view your body and your ability. It could be relationship, but this, it happens a few times, but most of us have a core memory that was like, whoa, hold on a minute. And the, untruth of who we are was created. And that's why I say homeward bound guide is like going back to home to who you are as a soul, purity, knowing, fully, you know, confident and capable and creative. So. Mm. Thank you for sharing all of that. 
I, what's coming up for me is, um, based on what you're saying, just for anyone listening, what, what is your basic, how, I don't, I don't know how to articulate this, but like your basic philosophy, like you keep saying soul. So what, yeah, if you can elaborate a bit on like, what is your foundation of where you kind of root into with your own beliefs and philosophy? Yeah. Well, we are a soul that is in this body. We're not a body with a soul or spirit. We are energy first. Energy cannot be created or destroyed. It can only be changed or transmuted. And that is the place in which I go. It's the key that opens the door to let everything ripple down into the body. And most people live their lives in their head, in their minds. And if we could all just change our mind, we'd be self-actualized people. (laughs) But it doesn't work that way. Yeah. So, you know, when you go in through the energy body, when you go in through the spirit, when you work on the soul level, that's why I'm able to have such accelerated results. Because... I work with clients and they go into story and I'm like, well, you want to talk about it or you want to heal it? And they're Mm. like, okay, (laughs) you know, like everyone's just so attached to their story. And I'm just like, well, you know, I've got a way to get you out of it if you're ready. And And when they come to me, they are. So, you know, working with people, whether it's in person, I work with people all over the world. It doesn't matter. It's the energy body. We're all connected. We're all one. And people don't see that. People see separation. People view right versus wrong. And it's, you know, what's right for me. It's ultimately what's right for me is ultimately what's right for everyone else. And everyone, again, has that opinion. But the truth is, is we come from love. We return to love. We are love. And the journey of the human experience is remembering that love, love for ourselves and love for everyone else. And that's the basis from how I work. My goal is to return you to that love that you be, that you are, that for yourself and for everyone else. It's that wide open heart chakra and you can't think about it because we're so like, you know, in our heads, oh, this sucks or, oh, this happened to me. And my journey of healing is been remembering the love that I am, Mm. that there was nothing ever wrong with me for my sensitivity, that the split for myself um, had nothing to do with me. It was those well-meaning adults who didn't have that consciousness and that support. And that, yes, they're doing the best they can, but really embodying that, you know, I think a lot of people I know when I speak to them, it's like, oh, you know, well, I love my parents and I know they did their best. And it's like, yes. And there's a part of you that is messed up because of that well-meaning You know, it's like there's this defensiveness and they don't feel that they can be in the both end. Like, yes, you can love your parents. Yes, they did the best they can. And 
you know, there are effects of that. You know, I know that Mm. to be true of mine. So forgiving everyone that they did the best they could. And it's not a conscious thing that you do in your mind. It's an embodiment. Mm. So that's, that's another key principle of what I am about is there's three levels of information. There's knowledge like, okay, I've heard that, or maybe I have never heard that. Like maybe people are listening and going, wow, I haven't heard it that way. Right. Mm -hmm. Or wow, that's completely new to me. Then there's integration. Okay. I'm trying it on, you know, let me see what that feels like. The emotions things, let's say, right. Or then there's embodiment. That's full knowing. That's I live, walk, talk, breathe. That's who I am and what I know. And, you know, it's true of everything. Like it could be true of boundaries, let's say. I didn't know boundaries was a thing. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, oh, I could set boundaries. Like that's knowledge. Then I'm like, I learned how to set boundaries and why they're important and how to express them. I'm integrating that. And now, this embodiment of boundaries is like, take a step back. This is not okay. You know, um, like you said, like, you know, I don't want to be coached right now. So it's true of everything. And again, back to the original point. Oh, I thought I'd be there. No, (laughs) we are always getting more of the truth of what it means to be um, a fully enlightened human being. Because we just don't know until, you know, we're in the trees, right? And then we rise above the trees and we're able to see more of the picture. And a big thing is we become more responsive and less reactive. Mm. We're coming from a place of why this is for me instead of why this is happening to me. We're coming from a place of wholeness and connection as opposed to separate and disconnected. Mm. And curiosity and compassion is what leads me in doing that for myself and everyone else. It's like there's everyone's having some sort of response. So those are, I would say, are the basics. <laughs> <laughs> so beautiful. Thank you for sharing. I know just the why is this happening for me has been a game changer in my own life. And it's funny, I used to be so reactive. And it's lately, I'm not as reactive. And there's like questioning that comes up. And I'm like, I'm still reactive. There are still things I react to. I I can't be like super enlightened that I'm only responding to things. I definitely react. So now looking for my reactions because I used to be so reactive. And now, again, there are things that get under my skin, of course, and upset me. And But I'm much more, okay, right. go with the flow. This is not meant to happen. All right. What do we do now? What do we do? Like just... Mm-hmm. Um, and that's evolution of your growth. That's yeah. <laughs> evolution of your expansion. That's evolution of your embodying enlightenment, literally. And imagine if every single person could do that, we would be living in a very different world. Yeah. Yes, we would. 
And the beautiful thing is in your responsivity, it then ripples out to everyone else. They're like, oh, Jackie's so, you know, grounded. Jackie's so calm. <laughs> and, and, and then they, you know, then they go, hey, you know, how, how do you do that? And you say, that's what I coach in. And that's what, you know, I support people in. And because you have to embody what you're here to do or else no one's, you know, gonna say yes to that. So it's, it's exactly, you know, and I love that you're so responsive as a young you know, person of your age, because many people are living in that place of reactivity. And it's so clear to see it in the world. It's like, whoa, oh my goodness. <laughs> I know I laugh because to hear that reflected to me of, oh, you're so grounded. I'm like, <laughs> but every it's, it's so interesting because everyone that meets me now in my adult life is like, wow, you're, you're so even keeled. You're so grounded. I'm like, if you could only be in my brain <laughs> and you're like, am I? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, am I? Um, I have red socks on right now to ground me. So, <laughs> um, but it, I, it's, it is beautiful to reflect on the evolution of just my own journey and seeing how, um, I don't let things get to me like they used to. And what a much more joyous way to live. Yeah, you're 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 on the ride, but you're not on the ride. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like a much right. It's like it's a different kind of experience. And if everyone knows that change is the only thing we can count on, and things are going to come up, it's how we navigate it that is shows the you know the the beauty the depth the temporary you know nothing great ever stays and nothing painful ever stays it's ever moving and the only thing that you know is uncomfortable is when we stay stuck and not able to go with the flow that's mm -hmm. the that's the definition of suffering in my opinion what advice advice uh what would you recommend for someone who who feels stuck in this time warp and doesn't know how to step out of it or become less reactive like what do you like is there something you would say that really helped you or yeah um stuck is a great place to be because you are aware that something's not working and your next level is ready to come in. And people who feel stuck often don't want to make a decision that they know they should make. Mm. They're putting it off. There's always a choice and they don't want to make the choice that they know they should be making. So that's my advice. It's you're afraid to make the choice that deep, deep, deep down, you know, you should be making leaving the job. I'm stuck. No, you're not. You, you, you want to, you, you feel like you 
can't move out of that job. Well, I need the money. Yes, you do. But you have a choice in how you want to make that money. Oh, I'm stuck. This marriage, this relationship. No, you're not. You just don't want to make the choice of how to, you know, resolve what's feeling stuck. Is it the conversation? Is it, you know, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. that's when people are stuck. They know they're avoiding the decision that they know they should make. And again, I encourage people to get support around a safe space someone like you or I, you know, whatever resonates. And it's not always me, you know, but whoever, um, that can get them, but that's my specialty. Um, to move people, like you said, you came to me at a moment that was like, holy shit. And we worked together and then you came on that weekend and the trajectory of your life changed literally. Truly. You couldn't go back to who you were. Mm Mm-mm. It's like when you inflate like the raft, right? It can't roll up and go back into that old package again. You're on to the next thing and whatever that is, you know, and that's, that's the nature of it. It's like people who are seeking growth are never stuck Mm. because we just are able to just keep moving like into that next level. And there has to be no attachment to what that looks like. Because I say this, when I'm thinking about something or creating something, I say either this or something better. Mm. Because how could my limited imagination even know what that is? Right. And I'm always asking, please show me the next step to take in ways that I can understand that are clear. And they always come. So that's, that's what I would recommend. Just like a little, like a little prayer, a little, like, please show me the next step to take, take a look at the choice that you don't want to make and just keep going with trust. And that change is inevitable. Those are, that's my recommendation. Thank you so much because I have actually had people within my community reach out and be like, can you talk about being stuck? And I'm like, yes, perfect, Marcy. Oh, wow. See, Marcy I felt comes- that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, thank you so much for sharing that. And I, I want to be mindful of time here. So I have a few fun questions for you and then we'll kind of um, just let everyone know where they can find you. Okay. So- One of the questions I have um, was from one of my guests and, or not guests, I'm sorry, one of the people within my community. And they said, what do you do when you, you know, you're a natural born healer? Mm, I love that question. Um, Follow that wherever it leads you. And it doesn't have to necessarily be training. I think there are natural born healers that are bank tellers mm. and mail carriers and, you know, you don't have to be a healer to be a natural born healer, but follow that, trust it and practice impeccable energetic hygiene. 
which means clearing and shielding your energy. Um, I have a free meditation on my website. If people want that, you have to have impeccable energetic hygiene because you're, you're a natural healer. You're sensitive. There's a sensitivity and you don't want to take on anyone else's stuff. Mm. Thank you. Um, what do you do to raise your vibration? Love that question. Um, anything that brings you joy, getting out in nature, breath work, yoga, meditation, or like the typical ways. But I would say anything that brings you joy, the fisherman, he's raising his vibration by fishing, mm. right? The roller skater, she's raising her vibration when she's roller skating. The artist, she's raising her vibration when she's painting. So whatever brings you joy, that's what raises your vibration. Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you. What is your favorite way to have fun? <laughs> oh, I love that question. For me, it's being at the beach that's my happy place. Um, being with my children, I have a three-year-old puppy dog that I just brings me joy. And to be honest, like this brings me joy showing up in my gifts work. Like I don't consider my work work. Mm. Like I would do it even if I would, if I didn't get paid. I don't have the Monday, the Sunday night yuck yucks. Like Monday comes <laughs> and I'm like, yay, you Aww, know? Yeah. Um, but being with friends, being with family, um, you know, just being outside for me, there's no distortion in nature. And being on the beach, being by the ocean, being in the trees, mm. that's my joy. Yeah, I feel, I love all of that. Well, with all of that, what is your favorite way to relax? I take an Epsom salt bath. Ooh. That's my favorite way to relax. Um, I also regulate just by, like I said, laying with my dog. Like for me, this little cute little 12 pound golden girl. She's a shorty and she just comes <laughs> up and she like runs up and she like smushes her face and she makes little mm -mm sounds like that to me, like my whole nervous system, you know, just a bath and my dog and my daughter, my son doesn't live at home anymore, but like, I'm like, I'm good. It's very <laughs> simple. Yeah. Mm. Beautiful. And last but not least, what is your go-to dance song? <laughs> you know what it is? Car Wash. Oh my gosh, stop. <laughs> yes, Rose Royce. My, we always have a dance party in my house and we're all in that. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We love that, like R and B. My my kid. Whenever I need to shift the energy in my house, um, we we play that song. And I have to laugh. Remember our dance party yeah. on the retreat? We were around the fire. We I brought glow sticks. Yeah. We were stargazing. I don't think I ever laughed so hard. I have a video of you. <laughs> 
that literally that brought me joy. Like you are the funnest, funniest person and dancing is one of my favorite ways to, to raise my vibration, right? It just literally shifts the energy and, uh, I want to dance again with you soon, Jackie. Fun. <laughs> I love dancing. So yes, and I'm going to have to, next time I put on car wash, I'm going to think of you. It's yeah. been a while. I can't say that I listen yeah. to it quite often, but I <laughs> feel it's inclined. It's a fun one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it just, uh, it's become my family favorite. And we know as soon as we turn it on, my kids are like, mom, and then we're all <laughs> up dancing. Oh, that's so sweet. I love it. Yeah, there are very few things that trump just a good song and a good dance. Nothing so. better. That's the biggest, easiest way to transmute energy and raise your vibration. Put on music that you love and move and shake. Mm. I've got plans after this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for your time today and just, yeah. I'm so grateful for your presence and everything that you're able to share. And I'm so excited for people to listen to this and get to know you like I know you. And um, I know you said you are in a bit of a rebrand and you're working out some of your offerings. So did you, if someone is like interested and loves you and wants to work with you, what will your offerings be? The way that it's looking now, and I know when this comes out, I'm looking at probably early 2024 is when everything will be switched over. But just come to my website, marcybarronclears.com. I know you'll have it in the show notes. Yeah. Or on Instagram at marcybarron. Those are the two places I work with individuals and Again, as there's going to be a group online offering. So my website is always going to be my website. And I'm very responsive to anybody that reaches out to me. So just reach out and we can see if it's right. I know that for me, I my higher self works with the higher self of the people that I'm meant to serve. And it's this very strong calling. Like if someone's listening, it's like, okay, I need to just reach out. Mm. Beautiful. Well, thank you again for your time. And I hope you have a lovely day. Thank you. You too, beautiful soul. I'm so happy to see you. You're a natural. It <laughs> oh, really makes me so happy you're doing you. this. I celebrate you. Mm, I received that. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Shift Your Paradigm. I hope you've been inspired to see things differently, understand yourself a little bit better, and know that anything is possible. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and connect with me on social media. Stay tuned for more transformative conversations to come. Until next time, keep shifting your paradigm.